2: Ah, uh, yes, ladies and gentlemen, it's Monday, and that means it's time for the Wrestling Inc. WWE Raw After Show featuring the world-famous Triple J, Justin LaVar, Jack Farmer, Corduroy, Jimmy Cordaris. We've got all mm-hmm. sorts of stuff to break down tonight. We've mm-hmm. got a big show to break down tonight. Not the big show, Paul White, but just a big Old WWE episode of Raw. But before we get into it, how are my fellas doing? Justin Labar, how's your fantasy football team? Oh, I've I don't i do
3: not know. I don't even let it get to me anymore. I I've I, I've, I have i uh, I've it is now I've recognized it now as a source of free comedy for me. Well, not free, it cost <laughs> me a hundred bucks to get in the league, but yeah. I'm actually gonna break even. I'm gonna break even because aside from paying out the top uh, two or three uh finishing teams, we also have special awards. We have an eliminator pool, which is, you know, which team can consistently not be the lowest scoring team each week it's left and and, you know what have you. Uh Mm -hmm. we have uh most points by player. That one I still hold right now. I think it's with Stefan Diggs. So unless somebody could top that I'm gonna get my
2: money but I'm at least going to break even uh, and get my money. Well and it'll just be
3: it'll it'll be my money that goes towards my dues of next year. So it won't be a loss. So
2: Okay. We're very similar. I I'm in kind of in a similar boat. I won. We we do similar stuff. We had a week where the uh, the person with the number one running back in the league gets fifty bucks, and so I Ooh. won back some of my losses. But my team's so bad, I was literally out of the game this week before the morning games were over on Sunday. Like they were like not even finished, and it was like, oh, this is done. I'm I'm out. But so it goes, Jimmy. How's your fantasy <laughs> hockey league doing?
4: No, well, I'm not in a fantasy league. I'm just uh, in the, the camp of, okay, is this going to be the year that finally the Maple Leafs break out of that slump where they haven't won the Stanley cup since 1967. As I tell a lot of people, and I hate to brag about this. I was one of the few people alive when last time they won the cup.
2: (laughs) Well, you don't have a fantasy hockey league. How's your fantasy curling league doing?
4: Uh, that on that note, <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I got out of the fantasy league stuff for a little bit. I do an online one with uh, with uh, a local famous coffee company up here. Oh, where where basically you pick three players that you think are going to score that night, and you get points, and it you know uh, works towards getting free coffees and that sort of stuff.
2: Oh, that's a good deal. I like that yeah. deal. I I need yeah. to get my local coffee place on board with all of that. Um, yeah. but we we have a we have a good show tonight. We have some some news we got to get into before we get into all that. And I'm talking about good shows and good stuff, but we're going to start with some bad news, and not the kind that Wade Barrett brings. Just uh ratings bad news. AEW mm-hmm. Rampage hit a viewership low this past Friday night with a draw of 361,000 viewers on average according to data shared by WrestleNomics. Furthermore, with 104,000 viewers between the age of 18 and 49 tuning in, uh, good for just a 0.08 rating in that 18 to 49 demo. This is a new low in total viewership for Rampage across the board, and in its normal time slot, with its previous lowest being a 0.11. Meanwhile, a preempted SmackDown on FS1, reached an average of 902,000 viewers, as well as 326,000 from the ages of 18 to 49, which came out to a .25 in the 18 to 49 rating. Justin, um, there's no way to sugarcoat this. That's just bad news for Rampage.
3: Uh, Yeah, I mean, you just keep getting lower and lower. The basement just keeps sinking. Um, I mean, I'll say this. I don't watch Rampage on any kind of regular or consistent basis. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently apparently i'm not alone in that as these numbers <laughs> tell us. but but i i say that to 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 point out that if and when they start to try to do something different I'll, I'll have to hear about it or try to i'll have to you know read twitter timeline and that'll get me to go over and watch but by 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 the numbers and by the way they still promote it on dynamite i'm just gonna guess they still have not changed i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna just assume that they still figure they're just gonna you know throw these things at it for this one hour show and it. Obviously, something is missing to keep people coming back. Um, it doesn't mean that the performers that are on the show aren't good performers, but it takes more. You know, so something's missing. Again, I full disclosure, I I don't I don't stay up to sit and watch it at ten o'clock on a Friday night, and I think it's probably set on a DVR. But I, I rarely do I go back and see it unless I see, oh my god, you got to see the spot or you got to hear this promo. Which again, randomly, or rarely does that happen for Rampage. So. I don't know, and then just real quick, you mentioned the SmackDown numbers. Just to put it in perspective, uh, and, uh, this the goes out to Raj. He, he dug this up earlier. Uh, so that was their – they've done eight shows. They've done eight SmackDowns on FS1. That was their third-best audience. Uh, that was tied for their fourth-best 18-49 to 49 key demo. So right in the middle, not the best, not the worst uh, for SmackDown on FS1. Back on Fox mm-hmm. this Friday. Coming to you from Pittsburgh, I'll be there. So we'll mm-hmm. be celebrating Kurt Angle's birthday
2: oh that'll be nice. fun to get to go see will will kurt angle get through it unscathed mm-hmm. that's the question we're all waiting to see mm-hmm. uh, but yeah jimmy this is i'm a, i always say i don't necessarily look at individual ratings because i feel like they never really tell the full story i always look more at the the trends you know because mm-hmm. You know, for there, there could be a million things that cause ratings to go down. And, yeah. uh, for instance, I don't stay up late to watch Rampage either. Well, I, I don't watch Rampage late on a Friday. I usually DVR it and watch it later. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that said, it's been at that same time slot for a long time. So it's not like this is new. You know, it's okay. been trending down. And that excuse starts to disappear if you had numbers and they're slowly dropping as opposed to just coming in at that. Numbers, if that makes sense, right?
4: Yeah, it does make sense, and 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 the unfortunate thing, I know, just I'm kind of like Justin, but for a different reason, because up here in Canada, it doesn't air on regular television. You mm-hmm. have to go online to watch it. Uh, the broadcast uh, um, station that broadcasts Dynamite on uh, TSN up here in Canada, they don't broadcast Rampage. Uh, so you have to go to their website you can you can still access it through tsn website but again it's going online to watch it and yeah so i I, needless to say i'm like justin i don't watch it very often i kind of rely on again social media and reading stuff online to see if there's something that i should pay attention to but to to your point i think it's a, a clear sign of something's not clicking with that show it just doesn't feel like it is a must see television let's put it that way and i know people are going to say yeah but the the ratings for all shows are down and stuff like that and and yes i get that it's a different era it's a different time but this is a good time to be a wrestling fan because there is some good programming out there i just think that rampage from what i've seen of it isn't it, it doesn't it doesn't attract me emotionally you know you talk about talking people mm-hmm. into seats they're not talking to me in front of my screen
3: yeah, and and look, if, and if you are an AEW diehard, if you are a Rampage diehard, which I guess there's three hundred some thousand change of those left mm-hmm. at the moment, uh, you, you'll watch. You're going to consume that hour, mm-hmm. and you're going to love it. But to, like Jimmy's saying, you got to be able to you got you to talk new people in, and you're already the, the, you know you're already dealing with an uphill battle. Uh, I think with Rampage, the fact that it's Friday night at 10 p.m. Mm-hmm. Eastern time, that's just not an attractive time. In, in, in terms of if your key demo is what it is, I mean. You know, I don't know. Isn't that key demo? Isn't not is Friday night at ten o'clock? Aren't they doing other things than sitting around watching live wrestling? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so I you know I don't know. I, I maybe if Rampage is on a different day, different time, maybe it has different success. I don't know, yeah. and, and will that happen? I don't know. But as it stands now, man, yeah, it just it continues. Just the there, the, there's no excuse. The trend just keeps going down. Mm-hmm. You know, they they tr- again from what I see on Dynamite, they try to throw a few more heavier names on Friday
2: to give some credibility to the show but something's not obviously clicking. Right. I mean, if you're if you're an AEW diehard, it's not necessarily, I don't think personally it's a a bad show, but you can't argue the numbers, you know? And like mm-hmm. I said if if the first episode and from when they started was at 300,000 uh or uh, what number was it at? Uh yeah, 361,000 mm-hmm. viewers. i be like, yeah, it's the time slot, it is what it is. But it wasn't always there. And it's not yeah. like it just dropped once. It's not like it, it has been a slow decline. So there's no, I feel like there's no way around it. Something, if you want the ratings to go up, needs to change. <laughs> um, there's just, I, even if you love it, even if like, this is the best show in wrestling, something's not clicking.
4: Exactly. And I think part of the problem, too, with, with the AEW diehards is AEW does cater to their audience but their audience is the hardcore diehard fan. And that's the only audience they're, they're catering to. They're not catering to the uh, I hate using the term casual fan because uh, there, there isn't a whole lot of those mm-hmm. <laughs> either anymore, but still, you're not catering to those that are, I'm going to tune in regardless, no matter what, yeah, th- those are the only fans they're catering to. And even they're kind of slowly kind of going, well, you know what? Uh <sighs> It, it, it's and again as as far as the time slot goes it's different going from 10 o'clock to 11 o'clock if you've already had the show on television for a little while even if it started at nine
0: mm-hmm.
4: and you know like you look at raw monday night starts at eight o'clock so keeping an audience uh, for from a 10 to 11 hour would be easier in that regard as opposed to having one hour starting at 10 right if that makes any kind of sense
2: yeah it's a it's a tough spot to be in, we'll see if anything changes on there. Um, but I, I don't know, I haven't heard of any, anything happening with that, but we'll see. Um, speaking of things that might happen and might not happen on a recent episode of the Extreme Life of Matt Hardy podcast, Matt explained that his ideal retirement scenario would be teaming up with his brother Jeff to have one final tag team match against Edge and Christian our rival he's went on to say our rivalry is just so iconic i feel like that would be a pretty amazing way to end it having one last match with those guys uh jimmy i mm-hmm. I, I i think that would be cool i think i would agree with that it'd be a nice little bookend in a lot of ways to their career um i can't imagine anyone saying they wouldn't like that but if i'm being the negative nancy naysayer person mm-hmm. if it's your if you're a legendary
4: tag team and you're gonna go out shouldn't you be doing it with a younger team uh, if you're trying to elevate a team, but at the same time, this is, you know, you want to end your career on your, uh, term, so to speak. And when you've had your greatest moments, so to speak with, um, uh, let's say, yeah, you know, Matt and Jeff had some awesome moments, you know, is you know, and revolutionary moments, you know, the first ever ladder match, um, mm-hmm by tag team was them too. And then the triple, the TLC matches uh, throwing the Dudley boys in the mix. And they just had some amazing, amazing moments that people still talk about to this day. How many people still talk about WrestleMania 17 and that spear when Jeff was hanging from the, uh, the, the belts in the center of yeah. the ring and edge spirit, him off the top of from the top of the ladder and stuff like that. You know what? I would love to see it uh, for me. And, and if that makes them happy going out that way, then they should go out that way. And if there's one match that would coax me out of retirement to referee one more, that would be one I would love to do.
2: Yeah, Justin, I was just playing playing when I said that they should have a match for the younger team. I think that would be really cool to see these these two teams go at it for a final match. But my question for you here, Justin, Mr. Fantasy Booker, who goes over, brother? Oh, yeah, that's... Yeah. uh. I don't know how you do that. I don't, (laughs) Uh,
3: especially if it's the last one for all of them. Maybe, maybe that's where your rub to a younger team comes. Where it looks like we're gonna have to finish, and then some young team comes in and just steamrolls the whole thing. We end a draw, and then we get then we end with a whole bunch of heat on that young team. Maybe Uh, what's here's what's so cool about this is that. You know, all four of those guys are in their late forties right now. They're all they're all creeping up at fifty. I think Jeff's the youngest of all of them, and obviously he's the one right now whose health and status isn't the most questioned, but hopefully, you know, comes out on the other side and everything's okay. But also all the guys are they're in their late forties. They're all still in really good shape, relatively speaking, for what the average forty-eight or forty-nine year old walking around in America looks like. And they're mm-hmm. all still, in, and they're all still involved with the business. They're all still actively taking bumps. We have seen all four men take bumps in this calendar year. So, you know, that's why I thought this was interesting to talk about because while right now contractually how that happened, you know, with, um, you know, w- w- obviously mainly Edge being the one who's over signed to WB and the other three are uh, under the AEW banner, it's not impossible to think that it could happen. Where I don't think Edge is going to AEW. I don't. Right. I don't know what timeline it would take to get all three guys that are underrated back. So it's almost like it's almost be one of those things where this would truly be the forbidden door, where you'd almost have to have Tony Khan and Triple H both given okay. And if there was some massive independent show, kind of to a can of what Ric Flair had a few months ago, that Conrad and and then put on. If if you had a big massive independent show where you could get all parties there. You know, especially they did it in the Carolinas or they did it, you know, somewhere that had some geographical, uh historical significance. <laughs> Go to I mean you could yeah, I mean you could you could do a best of three series. You got one in Toronto, one in the Carolinas, and a third one uh in a in a neutral spot on the week mm-hmm. of Mania or something. But I mean but that but that's what's kind of crazy is that you said fantasy booking jack. This mm-hmm. isn't that actually that impossible to dream up that this could still happen in the next couple of years if all parties remain healthy. Mm-hmm. And if the, and if the chips kind of fall in a, in a favorable way,
2: it, it's also, it's so crazy. Cause you say in their forties and I know for earth, that's not old, but like, I think back to the old I mean, WCW, they would get mocked for having these, these rickety old dinosaur wrestlers that were like 41, you know, <laughs> and like, uh, and so many people are so much older than the people they were in, like the uh, late period WCW. Mm. And you would never tell like the way they can just move and the way they stay in shape and the way how healthy some of these guys are going into their later years. It's incredible.
4: Yeah. Uh, And and you look at some of the guys nowadays, you look at it still jealous of a guy like Billy Gunn When I see a guy like him and, and, and and it, it, you know, guys are staying in shape. It's not like the, it's not like back in the day when uh, guys would go out and just party all night and then bump all day.
2: Yeah, it's a it's a different world. Yeah, uh, you know, mm-hmm. goodbye the past and hello fresh, where you get farm fresh pre portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on Hello Fresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. And that's why it's America's number one meal kit. It's the most festive time of the year, and Hello Fresh is here to help make the most of every moment. From holiday hosting to dinners to during busy weeknights, you can count on HelloFresh to deliver fresh ingredients and seasonal recipes. Tis the season for saving money wherever you can. HelloFresh is cheaper than grocery shopping and 25% less expensive than takeout. So you can use those savings for holiday gifts or to treat yourself. And I say, treat yourself, Justin Labar. What are you treating yourself with? With Hello Fresh these days.
3: I, you know, I love the firecracker meatballs, which I think that was a Raj. Raj was going on and on about those. So I finally, because you get you can customize your menu if you want. Mm-hmm. They'll spit out three things and say, hey, we're going to give you these three things. But if you want to sub or if you want to say, no, I want this, I want I want more seafood or I want more vegetarian, whatever you want. Uh, so the firecracker meatballs is really good. The chicken and Dijon sauce is very basic. But, hey, I, I mean, mm-hmm. it's chicken, some Dijon sauce, got some uh, balsamic, uh, you know, kind of salad. There was some garlic bread toast that came with it. Uh, barbecue ranch chicken flatbreads super easy this is a good one for uh to raise your confidence level it's kind of hard to scope a flatbread <laughs> but it's still yeah. pretty good uh if you follow yeah. the instructions uh, just good stuff and you said you know it is the ingredients are high quality but it's but it does come out cheaper than having to go out to a grocery shop they mm-hmm. deliver it right to your front step it is and, and and the protein is frozen and perfectly packaged and taken care of you know so everything's everything's fresh hence the name so you don't have to leave your house i mean it's 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 a real good gimmick. If you haven't yeah. tried it, go try yeah. it.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, Jimmy, it's almost I feel like the uh, Sham Wow guy or something. Not only yeah. is it cheaper, not only is it easier, not only is it healthier, but they deliver it right to your door.
4: Yeah, yeah. and it it is it is really good. I mean like, you know, I know, uh, I know Justin mentioned some of the stuff. He liked. like like I I'm big into uh, chicken as well, but I got the breaded chicken with the honey parsley carrots and lemon mayo which was awesome. The Tuscan sausage linguine. Uh, where do I go? Squash ravioli with roasted cauliflower, you know, savory meatballs. uh, chorizo and pepper tortas. Uh, even even their cheeseburgers, saucy cheeseburgers with the fried onions is awesome. I, I just, let me put it this way. And, and I'm not saying this just because of a sponsor. There hasn't been a meal from HelloFresh that I have not liked.
2: Yes, there's a reason I save all the, uh, the recipes too because. they mm-hmm. too. Yeah. and yeah. you can make they're just they're great to have. But uh, I always just say everyone should go to hellofresh.com/inc18 and use code inc18 for eighteen free meals plus free shipping. That is hellofresh.com/inc18. Wow. And use code INC18 for 18 free meals plus free shipping. Justin, that's insane.
3: That, that's six
2: separate because they ship
3: three meals yeah. at a time. That's six. Right. So you can get six weeks out of it. That's that's if you need to do one every week, or if you need to start,
2: yeah. 18 free
3: meals plus free shipping. That is a steal right now in the economy with what things are costing
2: out in the on the world. Yeah. I mean, just try it. I worst case scenario, you get your grocery shopping done for weeks. Wow. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like,
3: I saw. I knew there were sponsors tonight, and I saw the the bullet point sponsor notes. I didn't go as far
2: down the script to see that the offer was that. Now, oh my god! Wow, I That's swear incredible. it's it's crazy. Eighteen of them. Um, <clears throat> but well, uh, yeah, yeah, if my wife one if,
4: meal kit. Yeah, if my wife when my wife reads this uh, or hears this uh, podcast, she's going to say, "Oh my goodness, we're." Uh, <laughs> she's probably going to apply for it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, thank. Well, I mean, thank you to HelloFresh and yes. thank you to everyone who tries it. Uh, thank you to everyone who is watching us. By the way, whether you are or are listening to us on iHeartRadio, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, or watching on YouTube, like, comment, share, subscribe. If you're here in the uh, in the chat, though, I want to shout out Tommy. Oh, Jiff King dylan matthews we also got ethan cruz justine in the house dream realm Studios. sergio adam steven ricky and uh sxqrz don't know how to pronounce it but uh, you know who you are bernie rocky and everyone else thank you guys so much for joining us got a few uh got a few special shout outs i want to give too by the way oh jay flame as well but last week Veggie Gamer, by the way, left a nice little comment saying that they agreed with my thoughts about Sammy just doing his job hitting Kevin Owens, but also testosterone on the comment said that Jimmy is like the insider. Jack is the pro, but LaBar is the brother man goat. I want to know how much you paid this testosterone to give you the brother man goat award.
3: I gave him the brother deal. <laughs> there you
2: go. Uh, we also got some some nice comments on Apple Podcasts. Uh, Gargoyle9 gave a five-star review and said, uh, always catch the after shows Monday, Tuesday, and Friday on YouTube from Atlanta. You guys are so fun and make for a much-needed escape at, uh, at times. Thanks for all you do and all the fun you bring. But then goes on to say nice. if there was a War Games match that Triple J wouldn't win it. So I almost didn't give you a shout-out, but the <laughs> five-star review did the trick uh mm-hmm. kenny franklin also left us a five-star review said awesome podcast this is for jack love the podcast love the channel sorry jack but i'm team isa isa oh, oh. fighting words mm.
3: kenny- sorry sorry oh, jack you. Yeah. jack you missed it last wednesday i uh with, with the appearance of little bow wow and dynamite i had the i had the gall to ask her if bow wow was better than <laughs> The
2: almost biggest go- musical guest of all time in pro wrestling. Yeah. Almost
4: had to go get my rough shirt out for that. Yeah. One too. <laughs> you could see this. You can see, see the steam just rising.
2: <laughs> I think, you know, I think that wow might be the greatest musical guest of all time in pro wrestling after, after his appearances. Um, we got a few shout outs before we move on to on Twitter, by the way, at mm-hmm. stunning underscore Steve 82 said we are the best podcast on the internet. And I think Thank that's you. fair. Uh, at T underscore put us, uh, said we are at his top Spotify listens, as well as at James Winter 86 we were at the top Spotify listens. So uh, thanks to everyone for all those kind words this past week. I believe there may have been some more. I didn't get them. I'm going to be honest with you. I was like, I'm going to write those down, but let me go do something first. And I didn't write all of them down. I, I think I got most of them, though. Uh, oh, yeah. So appreciate you guys. Yeah. Um, let's talk about this episode of uh, mm-hmm. WWE Monday Night Raw uh it starts with the usos versus riddle and elias in the parking lot riddle rides through the bloodline and then the bloodline jumps elias so the tag match isn't happening but riddle says oh no it will ko will be his partner and we get a surprisingly good one considering i don't think anyone thought that k bro would win uh ends with ko chasing off the bloodline except for solo who hits riddle with that umaga spike Jimmy Corderas, KO says he wants nothing to do with Sammy, but it kind of feel like he does.
4: Yeah, I think th- that rivalry is going to continue. It almost feels like, I, I hate to be the, the guy who's going, oh, conspiracy theory here. I think eventually down the road, um, it sort of ends up being KO and Sammy as the ones to dethrone the Usos of those titles down the road. But that story needs to take time to materialize. They can't rush it. Take your time. I think this was a nice um, continuation of where I think it's going. This is, I don't know if I think it's going that way. Maybe it's more me hoping so.
2: (laughs) Well, you say time. I mean, if we're talking WrestleMania, that's a very long time. Even if it's Royal Rumble, it's still Mm -hmm. kind of a long ways away. Uh, but but Justin, I, I got to ask you. I got to talk to you about this. Uh, last week we said Riddle seemed a bit lost, but now him and Solo seem like they could be in a very great program.
3: Yeah, that, that seems like the what I got out of this was that's uh, you know Solo is going to get a, a single feud. Uh, we're seeing the bloodline minus Roman Reigns now appear on Raw more often, and I and I think that's a good idea because one the act is so over, you, you know, use them two the act has still even without roman still has so many guys in it that you can occupy both shows and not be overkill you can spread the the booking out and three uh, yeah we, we don't have another premium live event until january 29th which is when rumble is so you have a long way to go um so i i think having them all you know so i think building to you know solo versus riddle Finally, having a match, you know, you can you can build it for several weeks and then make a big deal out of it on Raw when they have the payoff. And we've seen this happen on the new Creative regime. We've seen them build and build and build to Miz versus Dexter, Miz versus Gargano. We it doesn't you know they don't have to hold a match just for a premium live event, and uh, vice versa. On the flip side, they don't have to give us the same match six weeks in a row. So, yeah, I took away from this that this is a Solo and Riddle uh, given something to do here. I'm a little I, I'm curious the decision about Elias. Obviously, Elias was there. That pre-tape wasn't that pre-tape was done uh at the Capital One arena. Obviously, I'm a DC guy. That's that's an arena I've gone to my whole life. I know where they were in that building. Mm -hmm. That so Elias was there. So it's not like he wasn't there. Uh, you know, is he injured? Is he sick? Maybe, and that, that was a way to get out of it. Or was it just again back to your original kind of booking jack? Was it a way to insert KO into this for what could eventually be happening? So I'll be really curious to watch Elias for the next few weeks. Um, cause even since he's been back as Elias, it, you know, there's still been, it hasn't been shooting him back to the moon right now. So mm-hmm. I'm watching that, but yeah, God, the, the suggestion of Sammy and KO eventually realigning together, best friends again, and being the ones to end. I mean, as of today, it was 505 days. So God, by the time I get to WrestleMania, it'll be, I don't even know what, I mean, that would be a huge WrestleMania match if things finally implode between Jay Uso and Sami Zayn, and then all hell breaks loose after that.
2: Well, I, I'm glad you mentioned Elias, Justin. I want to double back to you on this one because I, I do want to speak to you specifically about Elias because I know Elias is your guy. I felt bad for the guy. He, he spent his whole career getting interrupted and then beaten up. He interrupts someone for the first time, and then he gets beaten up again. He can't catch a break. Uh, do you think that this is – and you're kind of alluding to it, but I guess just to peel the onion a little bit more, do you think that – this was just a means to an end to get KO back in front of the bloodline, or do you think that maybe they're going, you know, what we need to take Elias off again for like a week or two and then bring him back as old Elias? Or I, I'd,
3: like- li- I'd like to think it was just a way to get KO on, it was just a way to get KO a nice hero pop that he's the substitute. Um, I mean, because again. Th- they had a lot. I mean, you know, they they did away with Ezekiel, and they made a point to even promote. we bring Elias back, and and Elias has gotten some wins, and he's gotten some favorable TV time. So it, it's. I don't feel like. I, I don't. I would hope that there's not a regret of oh we brought Elias back and we didn't really want to do that. I just think they need to find a path for him, and maybe maybe they fig- maybe they, maybe they have a creative pitch. Maybe creative has figured out. Hey, we got an idea for Elias, but it has nothing to do with him being caught up in this riddle bloodline stuff. So how do we get him out of it? And mm-hmm. so again. I'll keep an eye and watch, and let's see. Hopefully that's the case because that was the thing that I scr- scratched my head with watching that opening pre-tape was, okay, we physically saw lies. He's there, and they mm-hmm. wrote him out of the match, and we saw him never again. So I- I'm hoping that they found a new creative avenue for him, and this is just a way to get him out of it.
2: The last thing on this, Jimmy, is I want to mm-hmm. talk to you about two things that happened and just get your quick thoughts on it. Uh, both were kind of mentioned throughout the night. One was that Riddle left in an ambulance. Mm-hmm. Uh, so one, I, I want to know your thoughts. Do you think he's going to be off TV for a little bit? Or is this going to be one of those things where he just comes back next week with a neck brace and is like, I'm going to come get you down the line. Uh, and two, something they talked about a lot is Sammy pulling Jey Uso out of the way from that diving move. Do you think that was just them kind of reiterating, hey, Jay and Sammy are good, or is there more to that? So Riddle, Mm -hmm. is he off TV for a little bit, and is there more to the story with the whole pulling Sammy out of the way or Jay out of the way?
4: As far as Riddle being off TV, I hope so. And if they do insist on showing him next week in some form or fashion in a neck brace or whatever the case may be, you know, something on his face, whatever, whatever it is, do it in a setting where it looks like he's you know doing it from home mm-hmm. instead of being at the arena because uh, then it it gives the the injury that much more gravitas you know what i mean it makes it, it it makes it more intense and the you know and and keep him out of the ring and out of action for a little while as for the uh you know the jay and sammy interaction there i think it is a nice little seed planting that, yes, they're starting to work together and they're starting to be on the same page. And then, like I said earlier, hopefully down the road, those little things start to backfire. And Mm. then maybe were they backfiring by accident? Were they just not on the same page? Or has Sammy had enough of uh, Jey Uso and the Usos? And that's when him and KO decide, hey, enough is enough.
3: And if they're in the Rumble, if they're dispatched to go to the Rumble to protect mm-hmm. the head of the table, uh, right. well, what happens if one of them goes rogue and becomes every man for themselves? I mean, there's mm-hmm. a lot of potential. Oh, and by the way, you said Matt Riddle on a stretcher in an ambulance. That ambulance took him to the local hospital in D.C., mm. not the local medical, medical facility.
4: Yeah.
3: Just want to point that out.
2: Just so medical facility.
3: The medical facility was booked up.
2: So They were full. Yeah. <laughs> no more beds. Uh, so refreshing to hear normal com- like normal words uh, from commentary. Mm-hmm. Uh, we move on to the kind of the chunk of the show that was really one of my favorites, and that was we get a backstage backstage segment with Rhea, kind of talking trash. Then we get a promo between Bailey and Becky that I thought was just a treat. We get a stare down with Becky and Rhea, which I thought was great. Mm-hmm. We get a match between Oscar and Rhea and Bailey, and uh that i thought was really cool it all breaks down to um bailey getting the win and getting into that number one contendership match for the championship post-match Rhea beats up oscar lots and lots of stuff here jimmy i'm gonna uh i want to take it back to Rhea here Rhea's gonna be like was my favorite part of this whole thing i want to go mm-hmm. back to that little promo she did and something i really loved about this promo with the uh the judgment day mm-hmm. is that they were actually felt like they enjoyed hanging out together sometimes these dark gothy groups they're always like gothy and weird but like they're friends and it felt like this was a group of people that were actually friends but they're still gothy and weird i guess i don't
4: know i, I just enjoyed yeah. that well and that's the thing you make it feel as authentic as possible when your viewer is watching you going oh that sounds like a that sounds like them trying to be uh, I'm just using the example, trying to be a healer, trying to be a baby face. Mm-hmm. It doesn't come off sounding, uh, you know, authentic. Uh, this does feel like a group that likes to hang out together. You, you are absolutely right. And it, it, it's, it, it's that, I don't know, the, the formula is working for them. Not mm-hmm. just, not just them, but it is working for them. And, and Rhea just has that presence about her. She's got that, uh, I think Justin has referred to it as that airport, test thing mm-hmm. you know she she has that you yes. know and and it's working right now and she's hitting on all cylinders and it's and it's rubbing off on the others in the group as well not that finn, finn Balor needed it not that damian needed it, but dom needed it and dom is feeding off this really well and and the group is awesome right now
0: this is the story of the one as a maintenance engineer he hears things differently
2: I want to talk, Justin, and and we'll go. We'll double back to the promos, but since we're talking about Rhea here, that stare down with Becky Lynch—like, did you hear the cash register sound? Because I feel like I heard the cash register sound as those two are staring each other down.
3: Yeah, you know, and uh, look, Rhea Ripley's had two WrestleMania women's title match matches in the past. Uh, just unfortunately, they well, the first one was obviously in 2020 when you know the world when the world went crazy. So. Mm-hmm. But even then, like I just, I almost kind of, <clears throat> I almost kind of dismissed them because I just feel like it was, it was Rhea Ripley by name, but now we are truly in Rhea Ripley. Like, like I, 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 I sing her praises every week, and and I and, I, and I'm going to continue to because I, I don't know, how, I I I can't stop. To mm-hmm. me, she is she is in the argument for the MVP of, of the new creative regime, uh, the way the way that she just comes off, and um, yeah, her and Becky, and, and you know what. Part of me you know, I I wanted to see Rhea win the triple threat to go on, maybe move closer. She doesn't, but you know the bigger picture here in me is like, all right, that's probably a good thing because hold it off. Because when she is gonna challenge for that title, it needs to be a big moment, it needs to be a big show. Probably WrestleMania if things keep rolling the way they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and Jack to your you know, there there is an organic feeling there. And I can mm-hmm. tell you, Priest, uh, Damian, Damien and Rhea, they're they are buddies, uh outside of the show uh, so and you can feel that you can feel Rhea jumping up to <clears throat> high five priest and and i and i don't know as much about dom and, and finn but I, it mm-hmm. seems like dom and ria if, if, if not they're at least faking it to make it on camera that they have some chemistry together with the you know the the, the weird relationship that's kind of on the camera there and then I, I don't know what finn's deal is but you're right watching it it feels believable it's not a dark group that has spooky mystical power how do they have this magical power they're just they're a dark group that is looking out for each other and you don't want to cross them and they're going to do whatever it takes to win man and 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 that goes for the female as well because she's shown she can get in there and scrap with the guys and yeah right. they they are they they have come <laughs> such a long way from where they were last spring in their uh formation
2: it's been so good jimmy i want to ask you last week you had some critiques for the becky lynch promo this week we got Becky coming through the crowd, gets in the ring with Bailey, and these two go at it again. I thought this was just a treat to watch, but how did it go for you this time around?
4: It, it was a little different. I don't mind her entering through the crowd. It's just that uh, going out there last week, she it felt like she was placating to the crowd, for lack of a better term. It, 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 she's. I like the more edgier Becky, and I don't want her to be like totally uh, anti. Uh, interaction with the audience and with the fans, but I, I thought you went a little bit overboard last week. That's all. This this entering through the crowd, the a couple of high fives here and there. The, I'm fine with that.
2: You don't want her to be like Disney, like yes, like too there cartoony, too silly. Uh, to eat your vitamins and say your
4: prayers, right? right. Exact, exactamundo. I, hey I get what you're saying.
3: Hey, Jack, can we give a, a history stat boy kind of shout out to? Uh... Oh, yeah, saying crazy to think Dom doing the three amigos tonight 17 years from when he was in, his custody was up for grabs at the same building ladder match. That's true, it was at, it was oh, the, it wow. was the wow. MCI Center or Verizon Center, whatever it was called then, but it was that building for pay per view where it was the ladder match where Dom's custody uh papers were up for grabs. That's, that's just kind of cool. That's kind of cool. Good, good, yeah. good call, Bernie.
2: What a good Bernie DC, of course. Bernie DC knows <laughs> the uh, the DC uh, right. shot there. Yeah. I do think uh, line line of the night. I think though was when Becky was like, "Yeah, you carried this place through the Thunderdome era," and Bailey yeah. says, "You can cheer that, and <laughs> no one cheered." Her for
3: it. <laughs> it's like this thing we all just were trying to block out in our mind. <laughs> right.
2: Um, so yeah, it looks like Bailey is moving on, and um, just a little side thing here that maybe no one else will get, but the way. Rhea attacked Asuka after the match because Asuka looked like she was out and then Rhea just started punching her anyways. It reminded me of a random South Park episode where all the guys sneak into Cartman's room when he's sleeping and they're going to like steal something or whatever and Cartman's sleeping and they sneak in and they go, we better knock him out. And then they just start beating him up while he's asleep. (laughs) That's how I felt yeah. with Oscar. Like she was out, knocked out. And then Rhea just comes over and starts punching her in the face. I was like, yeah. she's already out. What are you going to do
4: to her? But. Right. But really quickly, here, hats off to the ladies because they had a heck of a three way, I thought. Yeah.
2: Great, great match. And just talk about depth in that division. So yeah. many options they could go with there. Uh, but not to be outdone in the division depth department, Rollins comes out says he's the number 1 contender for the US title. Seth wants to know what Bo- then Bobby Lashley comes out and Seth wants to know what Bobby's obsession with Brock Lesnar is, which I think is kind of fair. And it leads to a fight. Lashley accidentally spears Pete Williams and Austin Theory backstage says forever is just the beginning, but Ali gets in Theory's face, match set for later tonight. Uh but also later in the night Pierce says to Lashley if he makes another mistake there will be repercussions. Mm-hmm. Justin I'm loving the fact that um that uh Seth is getting under Bobby Lashley's skin by saying why are you obsessed with Brock Lesnar because it's true but it also keeps it keeps the idea of Brock in the back of our heads uh it it gives a reason for them to not like each other I don't know I just feel like it's a very simple way to to make this more than just a match
3: No I uh, you're you're I agree with you on all those points. Um, a little, I mean, I, I am watching the Seth thing. I mean, look, Seth, the, the cra- Seth's got the crowd. Seth's playing more babyface. He's you know, he's he's slapping some flesh on his way to the ring. And mm-hmm. look, when the pull part was happening with the officials, the crowd was singing Seth's song and cheering more of him. So it's interesting to watch that Seth, they seem to be gravitating towards him being on the babyface side of things. Also, just to, again, just a fantasy book a little ahead here. As we come into rumble season, as we come into mania season, uh eyes are on an inevitable return of a Cody Rhodes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Cody last was seen in a big feud with Seth. So if they pick that back up, that would be interesting, too, because Cody's, of course, going to come back as a baby face. But if Seth's also a baby face, so I am just I'm kind of rambling here, but all things I'm kind of watching. But overall, yeah, you're right. It was all simple stuff tonight. I like Mm -hmm. it. It, it, Obviously, they would not be mentioning Brock if they did not have some idea of when Brock is going to uh, be hopping on a plane from his farm and coming (laughs) back. So that's kind (laughs) of exciting, too. So all good stuff.
2: Jimmy, I know they said it was supposed to be an accident, but do you think Lashley speared Pete Williams because he doesn't like Canadian destroyers? <laughs>
4: uh, that could be. Who does like Canadian destroyers? <laughs> no, well, nobody, wants Williams. <laughs> to, uh, nobody wants to be on the receiving end of one, that's for sure. <laughs> Anyways, But, uh, you, you know, uh, taking out an official, you know, and, and actually they actually, uh, who was it? Somebody called him a producer.
5: Yeah, Graves did. Yeah, Graves
4: called him a producer, which again, which uh, would have got him a fine back in the day. But anyway, uh, uh, I I like that he took out somebody and it wasn't uh, a referee. You know, it <laughs> you was somebody, no. Looking not, not after your fellow zebras, huh? No, it's just that it, 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 he took out someone in a suit,
5: mm-hmm. and it,
4: w- which, uh, you know, maybe the, the lay fan watching didn't realize it was Petey Williams, but still on TV, they they definitely made a big deal about it. And, I, uh, and to the point of keeping Brock Lesnar fresh in everybody's mind just tells you that it looks like he will be coming back. And and him versus Bobby Lashley is, you know, two two behemoths, two beasts going at it.
3: And Jimmy's right through the optics, though. You know, you, you see the refs every match and all night, every night. Mm-hmm. But when you see the optics of, oh, we spear somebody in a suit, there is just this subconscious thing of, oh, that's somebody more important. Um, and real quick, because I don't know when we'll ever get another time to like uh give PD Williams his flowers on this podcast. (laughs) I'll say this I don't know if it's the only two, but it's definitely two that quickly come to mind. Mm -hmm. If you tell me, do you remember your reaction the first time you saw move fill in the blank? PD Williams is one of two. The first time I saw PD Williams on, on TNA do his standing canadian destroyer pile driver i remember like i was in college i was like and i and i had the holy you know that that was was pretty impressive and the other one was um the first time i saw mr kennedy do his lambo leap you know the fireman's carry front forward Mm -hmm. flip from the second rope and he did it on. he did the first time i saw it at least was he did it to finaki on like velocity and the entire crowd went ooh, Mm -hmm. like it was something you never seen because you had not Mm -hmm. seen that before right shout out to pd williams
2: Glad he's getting his uh, his time. That was a move. I love that you said about the Canadian destroyer because the first time I saw, it, I had to. I definitely had to like rewind and go. Wait, how did he do this? What What was like? How did this work? Because it was such a yeah. just the idea of it is was unheard of at the time.
4: Mm-hmm. And that's that's the operative word was because people kick out of it nowadays. So it's like, gee, yeah.
2: It's, I guess uh... it's,
4: because it's a Canadian destroyer, the exchange rate. You know, you need a four <laughs> count
2: gets kicked out of almost as much as the F5 these days. Uh but we have the uh uh I did want to say just as a quick exchange note rate. the um I did want to say the I love the interaction with Adam Pierce and and Bobby Lashley because it felt mm. more organic too where Pierce was like I get it like it was an accident like I I like you just pl- like don't do it again and and Lashley being like don't you know being upset it wasn't just I'm authority figure well I don't like authority it felt like like Adam Pierce was talking to a guy who, like, look, I know you're a good dude. It was probably whatever, and I, I, I just like that it was more natural feeling than just a authority. I hate authority. You know, their delivery was good. I thought mm-hmm. um, we I get we get to what was kind of the the running bit throughout the whole thing. This uh, mm-hmm. on this one, and it start it caused some matches, but for now, we'll just talk <laughs> about the backstage portion. That was the JBL Poker Invitational. Uh, Everyone was backstage gambling. JBL is getting things ready when Dexter offers to put the Miz's money up as a buy-in. Later, Gable wants to quit because he's smart. and It's about when you walk away and Gallows (laughs) makes fun of him. Uh, And uh, then Dexter shows off his poker face, which again, brilliant move because he doesn't make a face. Uh, And then Akira and Dom set up their match because Dom is a thief. Miz wants in the poker game, but he can't pay his debts. Uh, And then Corbin also gets caught cheating and things break down and Dexter ends up being the winner. Uh, Justin, I love this whole bit because one, it was just a little entertaining thing running through the show, but also it gave so many people a chance to sort of do some character stuff and get people to interact and get matches on TV. Yeah,
3: it's, it's WWE. Uh, This Mm -hmm. was certainly Mm -hmm. an entertainment portion. This was a way to get a lot of people, some FaceTime. It was a way to thread, to get some matches created you know as we talked about we have a long ways to go until you have Rumble. so you know we're, we're still weeks away from those declaring their entrance into the rumble so yeah you know it further some st- you know it was clever uh, it, it, dexter doesn't break this you know so put him in a poker face situation you know it, it, i could pick some of it apart but it, overall i was okay with that actually the, the biggest thing that actually drove me nuts and this is a this is a real weird production thing but i mean it, it's, <laughs> it's, it's 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 worthwhile when we got the Judgment Day pre uh, pre tape backstage, where they were getting, where they're all getting ready, and Rhea's getting ready to start walking to get ready to go to, to uh, the ring for her match. The neck so we see her walk. We go to the co- we go to the commentary desk. They give us about forty five seconds, and then we go for the first time to the poker rotational, and Dom's sitting right there. And I was kind of like, well, he was just, how did he, how did he get, how did he get invested and have. Money and chips and car, and then that's the little thing. I don't know how many other people were caring about that, but hmm. overall, I thought it was a it was a clever way to try to again get some people FaceTime, whether they had a match or not, and, and 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 further characters. You know, was it was it
2: was it the most compelling? No, but it it again it allowed everybody to get a little FaceTime. Those are good things to notice, though, because people do notice it, and it is kind of a whoopsie daisy. But. Um... But yeah, uh, Jimmy, how did you feel about this? I felt like we got a lot of stuff out of it. Again, not something that this will never be on a greatest uh, hits documentary, but for a no. December for a December Monday Night Raw, I thought it was entertaining.
4: It, it, I, I get the whole premise of it, and 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 trust me, if anybody likes good fun comedy segments on on pro, on pro wrestling shows, I'm one, especially if it's good and it works. I do have a little bit of an issue with Dexter Loomis being a part of this. I think it was too soon to have him put in a uh, quote-unquote comedy segment because that's what the the, the JBL uh, Poker Invitational was. It's more uh, mm-hmm. ha ha and Gaga, and uh, and set up a couple of matches as well. So I don't think it was the right time to put him in that scenario. And yes, I get he has the poker face, Justin, <laughs> which he could, uh, which he kept very stoically and of course winning one hand with the dead man's hand which was the aces over jacks i believe that's what it's called if i'm not mistaken um somebody will definitely correct me if i'm wrong but mm-hmm. i just didn't think it was uh the right setting for him at the right time and of Fair course enough. having no ron simmons uh throwing out a dam in there uh, obviously there's a you know yeah well it the- uh,
3: it, it might be it might be a sign towards what they are and aren't going to do with Dexter. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, we we talked about for weeks there but, but until we knew all the motives and backstory and all the Miz that screwed him. You know, we questioned why, well, well guy, this guy's like coming off as a psychopath that's trying to kidnap and invade Missus House, and yet we're cheering him. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe maybe it going to be maybe maybe Dexter Loomis is not going to be as serious as a heart attack, and he is going to be a little lighter. I, I I don't know, but I I mean, you know, I can see the argument to that, but. That's the only thing I can figure is that they, you know, even even look at the ending of last week's match. Even after he finally had his match, he was handing money out to kids. You know, so I don't maybe the, maybe that's just to be a lighter spin on him.
4: But he also had a C clamp getting tightened on his head last week too. So you know what I mean. <laughs> wow.
2: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's funny. That's the idea of somebody having a C clamp put on their head in a match yeah. just cracks me up. <laughs> uh we uh we get a match between theory and ali and uh the match is cooking when ziggler shows up and attacks theory causing the dq ali gets angry about it and starts john with ziggler and theory attacks them both uh this is a very uh kind of basic thing jimmy but ali's wearing different tights do you mm-hmm. think that it matters that he is dressing differently and looking differently when he's still kind of finding his place on raw or should he wear it and look the same way so he can come to know him, if that makes sense.
4: Uh, unfortunately, at this point, I don't think it really matters because for some reason, the fans are not buying into him. It, does, it doesn't feel like they are anyways, and he's a good talent and he's not bad on the mic, but he needs to get better in, in presenting himself uh, on the microphone and in his, in, in, in the way he speaks in the ring, he's fine. There's absolutely Mm -hmm. nothing wrong with his work in the ring. He just has to work on his character development to get people uh, behind him, which for some reason they haven't been, uh, uh, Mm -hmm. uh, at least it doesn't feel like they are right now.
2: Justin, with this match, the thing that I took away at the end is us thinking tonight, again, we've seen a lot of people, but we have, I was thinking about this, we got Theory, we got Rollins, we got Lashley, we got Ali, we got Ziggler in this U S title picture. And look, I don't know when Cody Rhodes is coming back, but if you factored him in, we got enough for an elimination chamber, baby. Do you think that maybe that could be something that happens? Or is that too far away for me to be fantasy booking that?
3: Well, it could look, we talked about how they've, they've made a point to elevate the U S and IC titles. But I mean, I I still, as you're talking about elimination chamber, which is going to be in between rumble and mania, uh, I, there's still the big question mark is Roman reigns, Defending both world titles in whatever match he has, or does Roman Reigns have? T- Look, Mania's is two nights. Does Roman Reigns have two matches? One night's for the U.S. or uh, the Universal title. The other night for the for the WWE Championship. You know, so it, it, you know everybody's speculating. The Rock it, is there more than just the Rock. So I, I don't know. I, I but I guess that is an option. Of course, is that the U.S. title again? If you want to elevate it, that you could uh, let it um, let it play out. Uh, with the elimination chamber, to the point of uh, to Mustafa Ali, uh, it's like they, it's it's like they wanted to say, yeah, we're gonna make, we're gonna try and give him an honest, but they really haven't. They really don't want to. The, 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 I kind of feel like he needs to get off a of Raw and SmackDown. If anything, actually, let him go down to NXT, and be like what we've seen. You know, we've, Apollo Cruz is doing it right now. We've seen others go down just to NXT. There needs to be some. I, I, I don't don't send him home and not have him do anything because he's a healthy talent. So have him do something to contribute. But I feel like you'd be hard pressed without doing something drastic. And when I say drastic, I mean like him winning a title out of nowhere. I, I feel like at this point we all kind of feel the same way. It's like when I see him, I just don't believe. I, I don't believe in who he is, I don't believe that he's going to do anything important. He won the night because of a DQ, because of Dolph Ziggler. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, it, There's just obviously not a commitment to him or a spot for him right now, so mm-hmm. I'd say try him on team.
2: Yeah, I think with him, I, I try to think of who could, if he was in a match, who's the biggest name he could be in a match with where I would think, okay, he's going to win. And it's not a very big mm-hmm. name that I could imagine him in the ring with confidently feeling Ali was going to win. Uh, and that's a problem if you're going to have him mixing it up with some of the people he's in there with. Right. Um, Bianca Belair has a quick promo. I don't really know if there's anything to take away from that. It's just kind of like talk about the match later, unless you guys have something you want to add to it. But No. no. Uh, so we get the OC and versus Corbin and Alpha Academy. I, I get it's a fun one with the OC getting one up here. Uh, I don't know if anyone has been a part of more three-man team combinations than Baron Corbin. I think he's always... Feels like he's always getting paired up with random other bad guys, mm-hmm. but but uh uh let me ask you this, Jimmy. OC are they then are they coming up on a title shot soon? I feel like they've been beating everybody. Hmm. Uh I know it seems like the street profits are next, but OC's gotta be in the running pretty
4: soon, right? Well, I, I don't think it has to be pretty soon, but eventually I think you know, Anderson and Gallows uh definitely can uh match up well with the Usos as far as putting on a heck of a match. I mean, those guys, all four of them would put on, you know, we have the conflicting style, so to speak. You know, you got the Usos Mm -hmm. versus the the hard-hitting, you know, technical style of um, Gallows and Anderson. Uh, That definitely is a match I want to see, but I want to see them work towards it. Again, I don't want to just see it happen because I like both teams.
2: Yeah, I guess they could they could go for a a few rounds with the alpha Academy first to kind of get there. Exactly.
4: Uh, And then, and and you have, uh, of course, AJ, why not have him? you know, maybe possibly have a one-off with, with Roman setting him up for setting Roman up for whatever's coming for him.
2: Well that's what I was thinking Jimmy. So that, that was that was the magical piece there and Justin I'd love to know your thoughts. We get the OC versus the Usos but then AJ Styles versus Roman Reigns that one would be a fun one as well and to me a great little match on the way to WrestleMania.
3: Yeah, I mean look the Usos have gone through so many teams and obviously Gallows and Anderson have been gone uh you know in these last few years. So that would be a fresh credible team to let them get some matches and, and some time out with and yeah AJ I mean again I, I think everybody I think we all agree if Roman if Roman's dropping this title anywhere in the future that we can you know book it would be a mania that you know, he's not going to mm-hmm. lose the you know what I mean so you know if he On still needs that's one right so if so so if he does still need you know big matches of uh, you know for premium live events like rumble like chamber um or anything else they do uh, yeah, and AJ Styles. That would be a match. That would be a match. It's like, all right, you know, I'm I'm gonna watch. That that's a credible marquee. Do I think Roman's losing? I don't think so. But I'm gonna watch and find out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm I'm right there with you. I think AJ and 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 the OC could. All, I think they could all be uh, valuable challengers to continue the reigns that uh, Roman Reigns and the Usos are are, are currently doing.
2: Well, from one family to another, the Usos to the Garganos. We got a Candice LeRae interview and kind of reestablishes here for the first time on the main roster that the Gargano family, to a degree, is still together. Also, we got someone lurking and watching on in the distance, in the back. Uh, Justin, is is how's Candice uh, doing for you right now? As far as this very deep roster of of, of people on this this. Raw,
3: yeah, she's not really standing out. Um, it's, uh, I know she hasn't been back very long, but uh, she's not standing out. There's the the female roster is deep right now. We've also had a a lot of returns or repackages. You know, Nikki Cross is back being Nikki Cross. You know, um, what Tegan Knox just came back. You know, there's a lot going on. So, um, you know, Candace has some work to do point blank to set herself above and, and, and to carve out her space in the division and tell me why she matters why does she have tv time well you know and then that's just being blunt so hopefully Mm -hmm. she does it but if you know right now yeah she she's she's not made any kind of impact to me she she and she needs to do that and then i think she has a match next monday so that starts opportunities to do that
2: jimmy do you think the right move is to pair her back up with johnny gargano and dexter loomis and i I mean i'm just Hmm. guessing here but kind of go to the what they were doing in NXT to help her stand out? Because like Justin said, I, I'm a fan of Candice LeRae, but this division right now is so stacked. You got to be really firing on all cylinders to make a dent.
4: No, absolutely. You're right. You have to fire on all cylinders. And and that's the thing. Uh, I think Candice LeRae does not need to be with Johnny Gargano and Dexter Loomis. You don't need that, that, that scary lurking individual, especially uh, uh, hanging around uh, that couple. Mm -hmm. So to speak, I think she needs to stand out on her own. I I think she needs to find herself. She's kind of suffering from that same thing a little bit, uh, again, to be blunt, that Mustafa Ali is in the ring. She's fine. She's she's a great talent in the ring. She needs to find herself outside the ring and being able to get people to get invested in her. Not just not just what she does in the ring.
2: Right. I I think we're all on the same page there with uh, with her. Uh, we got Dom versus uh, Akira Tozawa. Dom picks up the win, and before he can attack Dom, the Street Profits show up. Um, not a huge thing here. Looks like we're getting Street Profits versus uh, Judgment Day down the road at some point. Uh, Justin, my question for you: This is a very low stakes question, but why not? Uh, Akira's changed. Was is it worth it? Like, does it? If this was the Ninja Akira, would it feel different than it did today?
3: Uh, I mean, yeah, I guess the ninja I do associate with the twenty four seven titles. So I guess him at least in
2: a different ring attire
3: gives him a little bit more credibility. But um, I looked at it as just a step above, you know, Sunday eleven a.m. superstars. Mm-hmm. It was just a match for Dom to get out there, get some reps, and and, and get a win. You know, I don't. It, it was a step. It it was a step above complete squash because it wasn't a a local name that. that national TV audience doesn't know. It's, it's it's somebody that's part of the roster, has been, so it's supposed to have a little bit more credibility, but nothing more, nothing less.
2: Mm-hmm. Jimmy, if, if Street Profits are coming after the Judgment Day, what two are they going to face, you think? Is it going to be Dom and and uh, Priest, or and then maybe Ballard goes and does something else, or how do you think they work that out?
4: And, uh, yeah, it, I, I, th- I think you're right. I think it would have to be Dom and Priest, because Finn almost seems like he's, more suited for singles competition as opposed to tag. Uh, obviously when they're in uh, six men uh, situations or, you know, that sort of mm-hmm. thing, he belongs there. But as the leader of the group, I think he would be the one that stands out in a singles um, rivalry with somebody as opposed to, uh, you know, teaming with uh, Damien Priest or even teaming with uh, Dom. Plus it's,
2: I think it's, it's more fun when Dom hides behind a big guy like Priest than hiding behind. Uh, and, and real. And Rhea, it's yes. Fun. That's fun too. Mm-hmm. Um, we get to the main event here Becky versus Alexa versus Nikki. Uh, Damage control gets involved and puts Becky through the announce table. Bliss hits the Twisted Bliss on cross and gets the win. She will face Bailey next week with the winner of that match getting a shot at the title. Uh, Justin, I think that um, I was glad with this ending because I feel like if we had Becky versus Bailey, it would be a choice between. Two matches we've seen a million times before. Um, do you think this match should have been the main event? I felt like these two m- m- triple threats should have been flip flopped.
3: Yeah, I, I, it's funny you say that. I, I was kind of curious with a lot of placement of things of what what really had main event worthy um, tones to it. I mean, to be quite frank, again, we we you know, and Jimmy and I joke because we do this on Wednesday nights uh, very regularly with AEW with where they place things. I could play Armchair Booker and say kick off the show with the pre-tape of the Usos or the bloodline arriving and, and then they, and then Elias being attacked and blah, 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 leaving to speculate the entire night what's going to happen and then let the, the main event be the Usos versus Matt Riddle and then said partner Kevin Owens. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Again, that's having the luxury of seeing how this night played out and and what and taking the temperature of the crowd, but you know, yeah, I mean, it was a, it was a little bit of a weird main event to, to to have the the to have it go the way it did. But uh, again, uh, I mean, I'm not gonna agonize over. It. But yeah, armchair Booker, I would definitely do things differently.
2: Uh, uh Jimmy, we got some teases with Bray Wyatt and Alexa again, and now mm-hmm. Alexa looks like she's going on to the the match. I was watching this; I thought this was going to be the main event because I thought something with Bray was going to happen, mm-hmm. uh, which then it made me feel kind of disappointed at the end because I didn't get anything happening, but is, I feel like the Bray Wyatt thing is going to happen with Alexa sooner rather than later at this
4: point. Right. It does feel that way because we've had those hints, those little things that have been dropping in and out uh, on the screen and everybody's been noticing, or at least I hope they did anyways. But uh, uh, to Justin's point about, you know, this being the main event, And it's not taking away from the match because the match, again, delivered. I thought Mm -hmm. it was a good match. It's just, you know, it, it, I always, like, I always tend to say here, the the most important parts of the show is how you start and how you end. And when you end the show, you want people talking about the ending. You want people to remember what they saw going off the air and hearing Justin's uh, armchair Booker there. See, having people seeing the ending of what happened at that tag match earlier in the night maybe would have been a better way to go off the air and have people talking, not saying that the women didn't deserve to be in that spot, but I don't know if it got the uh, crowd as invested as it should have, because, you know, like you guys said, it is a very deep division, the women's division right now. And you had six women tonight, just pretty much have a, have a wonderful night. But again, uh, was it main event worthy? And I, and I ranted about this about, and I hate to go back to SmackDown, um, the the SmackDown main event that they had with um, um, the finals of the World Cup tournament. Uh, maybe that should have been this week because having it on FS1, yes, you want to elevate talent, but you want to have them in front of the biggest audience possible. FS1 isn't your biggest audience possible. Maybe they could have got a few more fans on board with them. If they'd have put that match
3: anyways, uh, I digress. Yeah, well, well and, but, and, you know, we aren't sure Booker, but it also is a case of, you know, we're talking about, we're talking about a three hour show. They might, I don't know. They might have an internal memo that's going around that says, look, the first segment is our most important because the first segment has the best viewership. Um, tra- yeah. It does. Know, yeah. It's eight to 11. The, the, the first segment normally has the best viewership. So the third hour does usually have the lowest of the third hour is your most diehard so anybody who is mm-hmm. a any, any any definition of a casual fan they've probably dropped off so maybe it is a thing where they feel like you know what usos versus riddle and who's riddle's partner oh it's kevin owens that has to be up front because we want the most people to see that that i mean that just might be the way it is at this point i don't know i don't know how i don't know mm-hmm. what their strategy is but uh, i think you know we all kind of have the traditional mentality of like to me said, main events are most important. and then your next was is how you start the show. But they might they might have flip flopped at this point. They might have said the first is how you is how we're gonna we're gonna measure things. You
2: know. Well, and I could see them also saying, look, Becky Lynch is one of our biggest stars, and uh, Alexa Bliss is a former champion, and Nikki Cross is doing things, and there's uh, the tease of Bray Wyatt. So there's interest with this whole thing. Um I just I, the reason I said these should be flip flopped is I feel like Bailey is. A potential champion in the making Rhea ripley hottest thing going right now and oscar still oscar but again mm-hmm. it, it, it is what it is um at the end of the day though i feel like this was uh a good this was i thought i i said on twitter i don't recall an episode of wrestling in recent time that had oh that showed how quality of depth of its entire roster in one show as seamlessly as this one did without it feeling as Jimmy likes to say, the 20 pounds in a five pound bag or whatever the the situation is. It felt like they showcased so many people and showcased how talented and deep their roster is, uh, throughout this whole episode. And I think in that way, it actually is like the perfect December buildup to a Royal rumble down the road. Uh, Jimmy what say you
4: No I I did enjoy the show I thought it was a good show My only issue is not every match has to go Through two commercial breaks Yeah You know I I, I get it I'm one who enjoys longer matches But at the same time I like variety I like sometimes matches end quicker Uh, This just felt like Every match had to get its time in You know And and especially going to break You don't have to do a spot outside the ring Every time you go to break
2: (laughs) There was literally like today. I they went to the outside, and I got up to go get some from the kitchen before they went to break because I knew <laughs> this is where they're going to break, and they did. And it was like okay, I... yeah that, that
3: that that's become a uh, that's become a formatting thing. But they must mm-hmm. it, it must be a cue so the truck knows this is the spot to go to break right. uh, where we reset the action. But I agree. I think you know Jack. I think there's something to what you said. There definitely this definitely showed off the depth that this was this was them showing off all the toys they have, mm-hmm. uh, but not. Not doing the twenty pound and ten pound bag. I mean, which it shouldn't be because you have three hours, so you should mm-hmm. you have plenty of time. It's well, not. You a, got a you got
2: a very big bag, so. right? It's, <laughs> it's not. It's not.
3: It's not an AEW dynamite situation where you have two hours and then they're really trying to cram it all in too. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I will say this: the, if you're if you're a, a regular viewer that's going to watch no matter what, which all three of us are, mm-hmm. you look at this show and you go, and, and you can highlight depth and you start. to We start a long term book, mm-hmm. Rumble and Chamber and Mania but I'll be honest for those that are using us as the barometer, using us to, to tell them you could not watch tonight's episode of raw. You'll be fine. You didn't miss anything yeah. that you have. You could pick back up next week and you'll be fine. You know, that, that, so, and that's, and, but they are, they're in a tricky spot They're This is the first show. And I tweeted this earlier today, first raw of December. There's no December pay-per-view. There's no new year's day pay-per-view. There's nothing until, or premium love event. There's nothing until January 29th. So, I, I, you know this is this is a long stretch to to you know and you're not gonna you know, you're not gonna do anything too drastic because you're not gonna make drastic title changes when you're getting ready to go into your 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 money period of, of the calendar so i think they put their best i think they really do i think they put the best effort towards and i think that was kind of the fun thing about the whole poker thing we need a theme we need some kind of a theme you know so that was a yeah. a
2: yeah, I, I agree. I think that yeah, if you missed it, mm-hmm. you're fine. But uh, mm-hmm. you know, again, they, it's it's tough to give you stuff to, it's tough to give you stuff to watch that's entertaining without giving too much away. Where you're like, oh, great, we still have how many weeks? Eight weeks before yeah. next before our yeah, next, uh, much. Before yeah. our next uh, show. So I have a feeling they'll give us some kind of super show in the middle uh, somewhere. Maybe not not mm-hmm. say it, but like. We'll probably get a raw that's like really big um, coming up before the holidays mm-hmm. or uh, sometimes after the holiday. But uh, I think that that does it for mm-hmm. the show. That does it for us. That does it for Wrestling Inc. Uh, thank you to everyone in the chat, by the way. Kenny Williams, Baby Ice, mm-hmm. Soundman, BK11, Soffit, uh, Kev i don't know how to say your name uh but soffit thank you so much uh dream realm and ricky and uh, everyone else uh bernie uh and uh everyone else for joining yeah. us here thank you so much um before we go though justin labar where can the world find you online
3: at justin labar across social media that's where yeah. i'm at find me follow me like mm-hmm. retweet share be kind yeah. uh,
2: and,
4: and, and here of course and here and uh jimmy where can the world find you Like I said, on here, you can find me and on my social media, doing my thing, you know, being the Canadian heat magnet uh, with my ref and rants from Monday to Friday. And uh, you can find me here at Triple J on Monday nights and uh, Talking Dynamite on Wednesday nights.
2: And, of course, like you had mentioned, you can find Wrestling Inc. You can follow all the news there. And, of course, the aftershows for NXT tomorrow on Tuesday and and on Wednesday, the Dynamite and Friday, the SmackDown and Rampage. And then I'm I would assume this weekend there's a NXT after show. I don't know. We'll have to see. Uh, but uh, make sure to follow up there. I'm Jack Farmer. You can find me at Real Jack Farmer across all social media. That does it for us. Why don't you hit the like, comment, share, subscribe button since you're here. That does it for us. Later. Watch out for the fake Jack Farmer.